Hello and welcome to Bite Tales, which this season is recorded in the south coast town of Chichester in the UK. Chichester is a Roman city. It's mostly flat with a small centre and it has lots of potential to be a great cycling city, but it has very little infrastructure. And although you see cyclists of all types fighting for space on the roads, there hasn't yet been the groundswell of public opinion to push sustainable transport forward. And that is a challenge, according to Mark Record, a local cycling campaigner. In Brighton, it was ever so easy to organise campaigns and demonstrations about walking and cycling. Easy. We used to go to a couple of pubs, have a couple of meetings, and you'd have a few hundred people out protesting in the street. But Chichester, that's a different kettle of fish. That's a real challenge. Mark and I first met at a protest against sewage discharges into the harbour last year. It's another frequently discussed local problem. He's a keen supporter of green issues and his bike is a big part of that. I do a fair bit of political campaigning, so I always cycle really to political things I'm organising, mainly because I'm campaigning for better walking and cycling in the city. And it would be an embarrassment if I turned up in a motor vehicle. So I have to walk the talk. Cycling advocacy requires many skills, ambition, diplomacy and a thick skin. It also really helps if you're full of inventive ideas. You have to have a way in to promote things, don't you? There has to be a bit of showmanship to make it look like cycling can be fun and you can easily do things which you might think you needed a car for. Over the years, Mark has come up with some brilliant and slightly unconventional ways to engage people in cycling. I work at Chichester College as a science technician and there's a wonderful colleague of mine, Carolyn Cole, and we went to a science exhibition and they had some BMX bikes and the back tyres were taken off and there was a belt running over the back wheel. And that was running a kind of dynamo generator. So kids could ride the BMX bikes and that could light up a light bulb. And I thought, well, okay. And she was really excited about this idea. I said, could we do something like that for our science, technology, engineering and maths exhibitions to get kids excited? And I said, well, I'm sure we could do something a bit better than that. What would you like to do? And I wanted to do something more sciencey. I wanted to have a bicycle that the kids would pedal it, it would create electricity, and it would show them how much energy it needed to heat up a cup of tea. So you could have a whole class of primary school kids pedaling furiously as hard as they can so they could make their teacher a very tepid cup of tea. Because, of course, all teachers love to drink tea and they could show you know their thanks to their teacher for all the work with the resources by making them this horrible tepid cup of tea that the teacher could pretend to enjoy even though it was about 30 degrees centigrade. But Carolyn and Mark's ideas didn't stop there. After the tea making bicycle they decided to try and generate power for something that the kids would love 
and Carolyn suggested a bike-powered karaoke machine. It should be possible, you know, it shouldn't be difficult to do. We could power up a telly and a, you know, PA system. And it worked, you know, fairly easily. The problem is, is we had trouble convincing other staff. They said if you connected a telly to a bicycle, it might explode. (laughs) So I went to our computer services department and there's a sort of internal market we'd run in the college so we can kind of hire equipment off them and I said could you tell me what televisions you can hire out because we want to use it for an exhibition to power it with a bicycle they immediately no you're going to make it explode so we had to buy our own telly which seemed a bit extravagant. But Carolyn and Mark's ideas didn't stop there. After the tea-making bicycle, they decided to try and generate power for something that the kids would love. And Carolyn suggested a bike-powered karaoke machine. I often help Bishop Luffer's school when they do an event on Car Free Day. Then we put on an event where the children can pedal a bicycle and that powers a karaoke machine, you know, with speakers and they can sing and they have words. And they really enjoy that. You can see that a lot of the kids at Bishop Luffer School would love to be able to cycle in. And unfortunately, the roads leading up to the school aren't really very good for most children. After the college's bike-powered karaoke machine, Mark adapted the idea for the local advocacy group, Chai Cycle. Since then, Chai Cycle have moved on. We can do a projection as well. We did an event by the Railwayman Sculptures on Centurion Way by Hunter's Race. This summer, we ran, I think, four or five Music in the Park events. We used a similar piece of equipment but it was powered by an e-bike battery and we got four performers in each event. More than just being a clever gimmick to promote cycling, it turns out that using bikes to get the equipment to an outdoor location for an event also has other advantages. All the equipment was brought using cargo bikes and bicycle trailers so That kind of demonstrates how practical it is to move stuff around the town. And it solves a lot of problem if it doesn't have to plug into the mains and you don't have to take a vehicle onto the park. It actually makes it a lot easier to organise because you don't have to do the special paperwork to get the motor vehicle into the park. You don't have to worry about it churning up the grass. You don't have to worry about the health and safety of using mains electricity. So it turns out it's quite a practical way of doing things. Cargo bikes are on the increase around the city. And so Mark has led an initiative to purchase one for Chai Cycle to loan out to give people a taste of what they're like. But introducing people to bikes is one thing. Finding somewhere safe to park them in Chichester is unfortunately another thing entirely. A few years ago, rather than painting the tatty but robust bike racks in the town centre, The local council replaced them with rather flimsy stainless steel hoops, which are fixed to the ground rather than embedded deep within it. And the result is that bike thefts have increased. I used to go everywhere in Chichester with an old vintage 1980s 
rally bike. And then I think if I left it unlocked, it would be okay. It has very low value, but it's a reliable way to get around town. But now we've got this very nice bike with a speckle on the paint. It's very appealing. I'm acutely aware that since it's kind of shared property, that if I take it into town to do some kind of event with it or promote cycling, everyone's going to be really disappointed if I come back and it's gone. Unfortunately, one of the problems in Chichester is we are a high-risk area. We have a lot of bike theft here. Up until recently, all of these failures by the council made the small cycling community of Chichester feel a bit hopeless. But something has changed for Chichester in only the last few weeks. After decades of conservative control, on May the 5th, the very day this podcast season launched, the Liberal Democrats, who pledged safe walking and cycling routes in their manifesto, took control of the council. Now there is hope for the future. How does Mark, with all his innovative ideas, think we could reshape transport in the city for a more sustainable future? Chichester's got a lot in common with a lot of Dutch cities. Basically, it's flat, which is a big benefit for cycling. It's quite old and traditional. You know, it's got a lot of small streets, a bit like perhaps Amsterdam, but perhaps easier than Amsterdam because it's not crisscrossed by canals. So my view of what Chichester should be like is more like the Dutch cities. I'd like to see a cheap and affordable tram system so that people can get around the city without cars. And then I'd like it to be really easy for people to cycle into the city without conflict with heavy traffic. And I realistically some people are still going to want to use cars so there can be some provision for cars but I'd like it to be that it's so easy and convenient to get into town another way that you'd be crazy to use a car and it would be a little bit more bother so most people would leave their cars behind. The idea of a tram might seem far-fetched to some but they are an old idea that work well in cities. And if we dare to dream, maybe they could work well outside the centre too and perhaps solve one of the biggest congestion problems in the district, the summer traffic heading towards the coast. One of the things I really like the idea of is a tram that goes off towards Selsea and to the Witterings. So in the summer season, you could make it quite difficult to get a car to the beach, but you could make it stupidly cheap and easy with bike hire all the way down. So you could have a tramway with a couple of bike paths either side, and at each station it could have bike hire, and you could hop on the tram. You could spend days out with the family couldn't you going between little shops stopping for something to eat spending some time at the beach hopping back on the tram and dropping your bikes off at these you know um, docking areas so that you don't have to worry about getting the bike back and you could make this part of Chichester and the harbour you could make it a real tourist trap it would become legendary in the UK as the place to go on holiday money would break in for all these tourists. Mark's ideas might seem a little quirky to some, 
But the stark reality is we've tried all of the conventional solutions for transport and we're still no further forward. Might a return to the travel methods of the past be the key to a sustainable future? Next time on Bike Tales, we meet the formidable duo that is Carly and Louise, who are working to restore a landmark on Chichester's popular cycling route, Centurion Way. Cyclists have been, in some ways, demonised. I'm not a demon. I'm an environmentalist. I'd rather bike because it's better for the environment. I'd rather enjoy the outside life. And I pay my taxes and I have equal right to the road. Bike Tales is written, produced and presented by me, Claire Mansell, at storysolutions.net. If you'd like to know more about the podcast or to listen to the first season, which was recorded in Canada's capital city, head to storysolutions.net slash bike tales. And for links and a map that shows the locations we mention in Chichester, check out the show notes. <laughs>